The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you for the next two hours right here on ESPN 106.7 for the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Hope you're all doing well. It is a perfect day outside. The weather is It's just right there at that level where you walk outside, you're not too hot, you're not too cold, perfect golfing weather. Uh, I didn't get the chance to do that because uh, we got to work and we got to be here, but there's a lot going on in the world of sports, especially in college basketball, and that's what we are talking today as the month of March rolls on. You've got conference championship games, you've got conference tournaments going on all week long, the NCAA tournament coming up next week. That is the focal point of sports right now is college basketball and that is the focal point of our conversation all day today and we'd love to hear from you all show long phone lines are open 334-321-1390 and uh, here's sort of what we're looking at for today Uh, normally on Wednesdays we have Jordan Hill of Dogs 247, but he is uh, tied up covering uh, Georgia basketball as they get ready to play in their uh, opening round game of the SEC tournament tonight. He's got some other stuff going on. He's a busy man, and so uh, not able to get him on today, but we'll pick back up with him next week after basketball season uh, is over for Georgia, and uh, we'll preview some spring practice for Georgia football as well. So that'll be coming up next week. So today on the show, we'll talk about what happened last Last night in college basketball, a couple of the more teams have uh, punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament. We'll also talk about a couple of teams uh, that are trying to win their conference championship games today and tonight. Talk about some of the games getting going, and then we're going to make our full SEC tournament predictions as it gets going underway today and this evening in Nashville. We'll pick every single game, pick our champion, pick some upsets, talk about who has to play well, all that coming up here on today's show. That includes Auburn and what Auburn has to do to make a run in Nashville and possibly hoist an SEC championship trophy so that is what is on the board for today and again we'd love to hear from you all show long 334-321-1390 first and foremost Carter happy Wednesday brother happy Wednesday good to be uh here as right now I'm getting a phone call from Spectrum telling me that I have an outage in my <laughs> at my house. Oh well, that's not fun. Uh, well, if well, you I'm need not to, there. I'm not there. So yeah, I mean, just you know, you're not there, so you just handle it when you get home, right? It's mm-hmm. it's all good. But uh, yeah, Wednesday, right in the middle again of of conference championships and conference tournaments. Uh, it's an exciting time, man. There's there's so much basketball in crammed into this week, and then I, I think I said this yesterday. It's like the it's like the big appetizer before you get to the entree of the NCAA tournament. Conference tournaments are just so much fun. And 
You can watch the smaller conference tournaments that will be wrapping up today for the most part. Uh, The one-bid leagues where if you win your tournament, you're going to the NCAA tournament. If you lose, you're going home, right? Those are exciting because everybody's playing so hard because, again, Mm -hmm. only one team's getting in. But then you start watching like the ACC tournament that's on right now and the game that just came on before, we saw... A game-winning shot wasn't a buzzer beater, but it may as well it may as well it been. As it basically, basically was Wake Forest defeating Syracuse 77-74 with a three-pointer with 0.5 seconds to go. I mean, it's an exciting time, and this is what college basketball is all about. You've got Georgia Tech and Pitt on right now, and we were uh, doing some show prep and realized that Pitt is playing for their NCAA tournament lives. They have to win today. And avoid, it's really just avoiding a loss so they don't drop out of that bubble on the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this Pitt team so far this uh, year, they started red hot in the ACC, but they've kind of played their way onto the bubble. They are 57 in the net rankings. I don't think Kim Palm's a huge fan of them. They exceeded all their expectations this year regardless. Uh, they're really on the edge right here because they are one of the last four buys according to Joe Lenardi uh, at ESPN I don't know exactly uh, where they're at on CBS I know they're not the last four in Uh, they're a nine seed on CBS which feels really high that's a really big range Uh, and they're they're a 10 seed uh, with Fox Sports Actually paired up with Missouri in that game. Oh, interesting. Um, but I, I I certainly think that this is a pit team that cannot afford to take a Q three loss to this Georgia Tech team right now. It would certainly uh, put a damper on the resume, and they would not be sitting pretty uh, when it comes to selection Sunday yeah and again it's not about them getting a win over Georgia Tech it's avoiding the loss against Georgia Tech and so you've got the ACC tournament rolling on all day long uh our team Louisville they didn't do it man they couldn't get it done they get beat by like 20 points yesterday so uh, I don't know their historically bad season came to an end I don't know if we said (laughs) our team Louisville we just talked about how ridiculous (laughs) their year had been but, I don't know. Uh, if, you, if you get 20 minutes of Louisville talk on this show, you're pretty much guaranteed that we're going to be rooting for you. Maybe. I guess so. But when you look at uh, bringing it back to Pitt, Pitt's lost their last two coming in. They had a bad loss to Notre Dame, and then they lost to Miami on the road. Three straight losses would not help them very much uh, going into the tournament, going yeah. into Sunday. Kim Palm really hates this pit team, by the way. They're 68th in Kim Palm. Wow. And here's an interesting thing, too. When you talk about conference tournaments, whether it be ACC, SEC, Pac-12, whatever, remember we talked about going into the Tennessee game for Auburn, how you do not want to go to your conference tournament needing wins because even if you get some decent wins or even a big win, A lot of times it doesn't matter in the eyes of the NCAA tournament committee, but you know what they will take note of? A bad loss. They will absolutely take note of a bad loss rather than a big win. It shouldn't be that way. It's wrong that that's the case, but they will take account a bad loss in a conference tournament over a big win, and I just think that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's several teams that um, I've – kind of kept track of this year because of my following of the SEC and the Big Ten 
that uh, are in that boat this week. Penn State, Mississippi State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, uh, all of those teams are kind of in Michigan, all kind of in that you not only need wins, but you cannot take a first-round loss in your conference tournament. You need to stack. I mean, a team like Michigan needs to stack multiple wins, I think. I think it's it's a bad spot to be in, uh, especially if you are um, – not playing your best ball going into some of these tournaments like some of these teams are, like a Rutgers, mm-hmm. uh, who has lost a bunch of games down the stretch. They were a top 20 team in the country and have dropped six of eight to finish their season. That's not going to be good enough. That's not going to be good enough. No, um, not at all. And, and here's would, what's and here's what's interesting. I I'd, would say you'd much rather be Penn State, who's won five of their last six to get a- into the Absolutely. Absolutely. And we talk about Auburn, if they didn't beat Tennessee on Saturday, they would be in that boat. They would be in that situation yes. coming into this week in Nashville, not only needing big wins, but having to avoid bad losses. And thankfully, Auburn beat Tennessee on Saturday, and so they don't have to worry about that. You still want them to play well and do their best and try to make a run in Nashville, but they are going to make the NCAA tournament no matter what happens this week in the SEC tournament. So lots of teams in that situation needing good wins, trying to avoid bad losses. You have the ACC tournament, which is underway right now. You have the Pac-12 tournament getting underway today. Uh, You have the uh, Mountain West tournament getting going. A couple of more of the the mid-major smaller conferences having their championship games. You have the Southland Conference. Their championship game is today. Uh, The Big East tournament gets started today up New York at Madison Square Garden so I will definitely have my eyes on that the Big Ten tournament starting today and the SEC tournament starting today as well and so uh, Big 12 starting today as well so all the big ones really getting going now here on a Wednesday but you look at what happened last night and I mentioned that a couple of more teams have clinched their spot in the NCAA tournament You look at what happened in some of these conference championship games last night and want to point out a couple of them. All these teams have made their way to the NCAA tournament, except Mary Mack, who we talked about this situation Mm -hmm. yesterday. They played Fairleigh Dickinson in the Northeast Conference Championship game. Fairleigh Dickinson had already clinched the NCAA tournament because Mary Mack was unable did not qualify to play in the NCAA tournament because it's their fourth and final year in the transition period of playing in the division one level we talked about the rule yesterday and how ridiculous this is but guess what Mary Mack won last night they beat Fairleigh Dickinson 67 to 66 but the loser Fairleigh Dickinson going to the NCAA tournament yeah I hate this because and it's the rule that we talked about yesterday with the fact that Merrimack is in, I believe, year four mm-hmm. of Division One basketball, so they are not eligible to play in the NCAA tournament. I think that's such a bogus rule. I thought it was a bogus. I think it's a bogus rule. If somebody comes into your conference, you keep them from winning um, the you, the the conference championship. Uh, I'd rather you play. I mean, which their conference, the Northeast Conference, had that rule too because they were the one seed uh, in their first year in the league and were not eligible to play in their conference tournament. I thought that was bogus. I think this NCAA rule is bogus. Uh, I'd rather you let everybody play, and if they earn their spot, if they earn their spot in their conference tournament or their NCAA tournament, um, let the 
let the ten teams play. Like, right. The, I, why, why are you penalizing these kids? Exactly. And that's what I said yesterday was give, somebody give me a reason why this is in place. Why, is, why does this rule exist? I don't understand it. And obviously it's the wrong decision because Mary Mack just won their conference tournament. They should be in the NCAA tournament. Nothing against Fairleigh Dickinson. They had a good year, a decent year maybe, 19 and 15, 10 and 6 in your own conference. Nothing great. But Mary Mack was the one seed. They go all the way and they win their conference tournament, but they can't play in the NCAA tournament. So, look, congratulations to them for winning their tournament and congratulations to Fairleigh Dickinson for making it to the NCAA tournament. You look at a couple of teams that won their conference championship game and are going to the NCAA tournament. Northern Kentucky takes down Cleveland State last night, 63-61. I told you about Northern Kentucky. You better watch out for them. They are a sneaky good squad. That was a really, really good game down the stretch. How about College of Charleston? 31-3 and overall, 16-2 and in conference play. They win the CAA championship, 63-58 over UNC Wilmington. Auburn fans know a little bit about College of Charleston, and this is a sneaky good squad. Yeah, I mean, this is a very good team, and I think that um, it would have been a really interesting conversation had College of Charleston lost to UNC Wilmington would they have made the tournament as an at-large bid? I think it would have been up for a debate. I don't know if they would have been let in, and I think yeah. it would have, there would have been a lot of outcry uh, for a team that would have had 30 wins. They would have been 30-4. and four. Uh, If they had not made the tournament, there would have been a lot of angry people. And according to Joe Lenardi's Bracketology, as of two days ago, he has a, or as of yesterday, he hasn't updated it yet today. It's a, there's a lot going on in basketball, but as of bracketology yesterday, according to Joe Lenardi, they were on the next four out, not even the first four out. They were one of the six through eight teams that were not making the NCAA tournament before they won their conference championship game. So if they had lost, according to him, they were not in the tournament. That's unacceptable. A 30-win team in college basketball, I don't care what conference you're in. You win 30 games in in college basketball, you are an NCAA tournament team in my eyes. To give you a comparison, CBS has them as a 13 seed matched up with Indiana, and Fox has them as an 11 seed matched up with Texas A&M. Interesting. I would love that. Either one of those. College of Charleston is good. Here's the two things they have that are successful in in March. They have experience, and they have elite guard play. College of Charleston's good, man, and I'm glad they won last night. Nothing against UNC Wilmington, but Charleston is a good, good program. Not just a team, a good program. They deserve to be in the NCAA tournament, and they are. I'm not sure they would be the best matchup for Indiana because... I don't know if College Charleston has an answer for Trace Jackson Davis. Probably not. Probably not. If we're just being honest, that dude's really now, good. Now, A&M, well, the physicality, I don't know. But it, it would be very interesting to watch mm-hmm. that game, I think. Yep. Well, but you I, have College of Charleston, who is now made. Well, you know what's fascinating? Charleston is listed as the next four out, but they're also... A 12 seed playing Kentucky, according to Lenardi in Orlando. Hmm. Because I'm looking at them. Well, how does that work? <laughs> I don't well, know. well, I get well since they well that was from yesterday, so I guess he was just making the assumption that they were going to win their conference championship. I guess, but yeah, I don't know. Well, it I mean, make regardless, they're in now because they won it. So Charleston is in at 31 and three 
overall. And again, you win 30-plus games in college basketball season, you're a good team. I don't care where you are. I guess you got to feel better about that if you're if you're these teams on the bubble having Charleston win the conference you got to feel better for Clemson and Oregon and Michigan and all these teams kind of in that mm-hmm. next four out line they take that automatic bid instead of the yes of the you, you, other one yeah I mean where Charleston was listed you have Clemson and Oregon sliding up one spot I still think those teams have to make a lot of noise in their conference tournaments and mm-hmm. I'm not sure they can do that um but I mean the last thing you want is a team that is so heavily favored in their conference that is a one big bid league for that team not to win the conference and potentially open up uh them to get an at-large bid mm-hmm. which would make that bubble more difficult yeah well does it look like that's the case because uh charleston does win their conference championship they are in with the automatic bid also how about oral roberts last night 30 and 4 overall they defeat north dakota state in a beatdown, 92 to 58 in the summit league championship game another team in oral roberts 30 wins you're good enough for the NCAA tournament. They proved it the entire way, all season long, and in their tournament. Another team has punched their ticket to March Madness. How much uh, benefit of the doubt does this Oral Roberts team get when it comes to tournament selection with these bracketologies uh, when you think about the fact that they made some noise last year? They, they I mean, we, we've, in the past two years, really, two, three years, yeah. Uh, we saw them make a Sweet 16 in 2021. Uh, they were the conference tournament uh, winners last year. They've been to the tournament twice in the last three years. Do you think that gives them an edge in these bracketologies because you're seeing them pop up year after year after year? Possibly, yeah. And I think they'll take because that into consideration. If you look at it from the same perspective of Charleston, where Charleston is in the tournament now, having won the automatic qualifier, but was listed as the next four out, basically, I guess, if they didn't win. Oral Roberts is not in that picture. You don't see them on that list. So I am curious about that. Yeah, I think it's a good point to bring up, and I think that is something that would be mentioned and would be considered uh, from the NCAA Tournament Committee for Oral Roberts. And you look at bracketology right now, they're a 12 seed with the automatic qualifier taking on 5 seed Iowa State. I think that could be really interesting. And we all know the historic 12-5 matchup. It's the highest upset percentage in the NCAA Tournament. So really exciting to see Oral Roberts. One other team that punched their ticket last night with the automatic qualifier. I want to talk about it when we come back. Out of the West Coast Conference, it's a situation that drives me insane. It drives me crazy, and I will I will raise noise and make noise about it until something changes. Gonzaga is your West Coast Conference champs. They defeat St. Mary's 77-51. to I'll talk about why that bothers me, and we'll have a discussion about it when we come back. You are on the line. On ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. 
Back inside the studio at ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika, sports leader, talking about teams that have clinched the NCAA tournament thanks to the automatic qualifying bid by winning your conference championship. And the one team that we are yet to talk about, I sort of, um, I sort of teased it at the end of that first segment. The Gonzaga Bulldogs have won the West Coast Conference Championship yet again. They defeat St. Mary 77-51 to last night. And this bothers me extremely bad. This has been an issue for me for a really long time. And I tweeted about it last night, had a couple of people get upset about it. But my stance is still what it is. Gonzaga's a really good program. They're a really good program, and Mark Few is a fantastic coach. He's a really, really good coach, and he has been dominating at Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference for the last 20 years. He's been there for 20 years, guys. 24 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 20 plus. He has been the dominant coach in that conference the entire time he's been there, and they they continuously win the West Coast Conference. They continuously win and get to the NCAA tournament. And give them credit. They've made runs in the NCAA tournament. They've made it to the national championship in the NCAA tournament. Yes, they ran into an historic Baylor team, but they didn't win. And here's my problem. Gonzaga won their conference championship game by 26 points. That shouldn't happen, but it happens almost every year because they're not battle-tested. They don't play elite teams week in and week out they don't even play good teams week in and week out Gonzaga's resume rides on who they play in November and if St. Mary's is good and on the off year once every 10 years that San Francisco makes a run that's what Gonzaga hangs their hat on every single year and they just don't get the respect because they don't play teams in January, February, and March. They had a really good non-conference schedule this year. Gonzaga did. They have one of the best wins in college basketball over Alabama. It took them 100 points to do it, but they won. But here's my problem. They play one tough game in conference play every year. They play St. Mary's. They play St. Mary's on the road, and even then they lose that about half the time. And so my problem with Gonzaga is they're never going to win a national championship until they get to a better conference and play better better teams and better opponents week in and week out. Because yes, teams like Auburn and Ohio State and Clemson and whoever you want to name that play in big major conferences, when they have a good team and they get to the NCAA tournament, they're ready to play in the NCAA tournament. And Gonzaga's had some unbelievable talent, and that is why they've made a run. With a good coach and great talent, absolutely. But they have not been able to get the job done. They have not been able to seal the deal. And that will not happen until you have been tested game after game after game, week after week after week in conference play. Because the NCAA tournament in college basketball is the hardest thing to win. Because you have to win six games in a row on very few days of preparation and you're playing teams you've never even seen before you have a couple of days to prepare you have a couple of days to get your mind and body right and you're playing high level competition and you're getting a better opponent every single time Gonzaga has no preparation for that because they play two games a year 
They play once St. Mary's in the regular season, and they're going to see them again in the conference championship game. And that's the problem well, I, I think have. They, I think they see each other home and away, um, I think, basically every year. So, I mean, yeah. But they, one of those games, they don't even play it at home. They go play at a bigger arena down the road. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do think to give Gonzaga some credit, they have, I think it's been something that they are aware that the. West Coast Conference does not necessarily prepare them for the for the NCAA tournament. So you see them go out and try to schedule about as hard as possible when it gets to non-conference play like this year. Michigan State, Texas, Kentucky, Purdue, Xavier, Baylor, Alabama, um, all of those teams out of conference. And the West Coast Conference is pretty strong this year. Uh, they saw uh, St. Mary's twice, three times now. Uh, they saw BYU twice. Um, I mean, it's definitely Santa Clara. I think they got them twice as well. Those are all top 100 Kimpom teams. Kent State, top 80 Kimpom team. They try to make the schedule difficult, but yeah, I mean, they're the class of this conference. They've won uh, since Mark Few has been the head coach, they've won the conference tournament 19 out of 24 years. They've won the regular season 23 out of 24 years. Yeah, I mean, and if there's a rule and something holding them back from a better conference, I'd love to know it. But until that happens, you just don't have the respect for me. Hey, how about some news as we get out of here? Uh, Jalen Clark for UCLA, out for the year. Mm. We'll be back and talk about the SEC tournament here on the other side. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you on ESPN 1067. Well, we normally have Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 here at this time slot, but he is busy covering Georgia basketball as they get ready to play in the first game in the first round of the SEC tournament. Second game, technically, but first round of the SEC tournament. And that's where we turn our focus to now is the SEC tournament getting underway in Nashville. That'll begin this evening uh, there at Bridgestone Arena. We're going to make our full picks for the SEC tournament right now. We're going to start with tonight's game, and we're going to go all the way through and make our picks for the SEC tournament. So we'd love to hear your picks. Who are some of your upsets? Who do you think wins it all? Can Auburn win it all? What's your thoughts? Give us a call. 334-321-1390. And I'm very excited because... The SEC tournament is, I I really enjoy going, Uh, obviously not able to make the trip this year, but I do really enjoy getting to go to the SEC tournament and take it in and watch all of these different games. This year, it seems like the SEC is a little top heavy. And what I mean by that is four or five, possibly six teams have a chance, but then the other teams, you just feel like Mm -hmm. don't have a prayer near the end of it. Maybe you disagree, but when you look at this thing top to bottom, you've got LSU at 14, Ole Miss 13, South Carolina 12, Georgia 11, right? You have uh, Arkansas at 10, Mississippi State 9, Florida 8, Auburn 7, Vanderbilt 6, Tennessee 5, Missouri 4, uh, Kentucky 3, 
Then you have uh, Texas A&M at two and Alabama at one. And we're going to make our full tournament prediction. So we'll start with the games that happened tonight. Six o'clock SEC Network. You have number 13 Ole Miss, number 12 South Carolina. And you and I actually had a pretty interesting conversation about this yesterday about which one of these teams would give Tennessee a better fight because winner of this game takes on number five Tennessee. I said it would be Ole Miss. You said it would be South Carolina. I think it's Ole Miss gives Tennessee a better game more consistently. I think the variance with South Carolina is extremely high. I think when they're motivated, when they're when they're on, they can be a handful. Uh, as we've seen when they went to Rupp and got a win, what they did to Alabama at their place, uh, or I guess at home for South for South Carolina mm-hmm. is what I uh, am trying to say. Yeah, there. but. They have, at the end of the day, I think to me it comes down to, well, one of these teams has a head coach. Um, One of these teams also has a lottery pick in Gigi Jackson. And I think that I would trust Michi Johnson and Gigi Jackson and Hank Brown to score enough points against Tennessee more often than I would Ole Miss's situation with their guys you're leaning on matt murrell yeah to go off and jamin brakefield and those guys i just think that south carolina's ceiling is higher in a matchup versus tennessee and you know if you win this game against ole miss you're gonna be motivated because nobody's gonna expect you to beat tennessee it's a chance to pull an upset it's a chance to make a statement um so I think if you're asking me, I would pick South Carolina. You're going to go with South Carolina to start off. We're going to disagree on the first game. That's crazy. I'm going to take Ole Miss tonight. And look, I know they are the favorite. They're the betting favorite. Uh, they're favored by six and a half, which seems like a lot to me. Um, I would take South Carolina plus six and a half. But I think Ole Miss is able to find a way and get the win. I like Matt Morell. I think he's a really good player. Um, I think Ole Miss just shoots the ball a little bit better. They're, both of these teams are extremely streaky, but I like Ole Miss's offense better. I think if they win the rebound battle, I like Ole Miss to win in this first game. I know uh, the Rebels are coming into this tournament losing four of their last five, but they have fought in all of these games. That includes an overtime loss to Mississippi State, a four-point loss to Auburn where you could make the argument they should have won. They beat LSU, they hung, or they hung with Texas A&M, lost by eight, and they hung with Missouri on the road and lost by five. South Carolina, on the other hand, they're coming off a win against Georgia to end the season, so they should have some confidence, but I'm going to take Ole Miss in this game, and before we move on to the next game, speaking of Ole Miss have you seen the reports coming out today about Ole Miss I have and I find it very interesting and I and part of me wonders if that is something that could um just the rumors and the buzz around the program I wonder if that takes any focus off of this Ole Miss team that's on the court today um and honestly I don't I'm a little confused why I know that um Ole Miss beat South Carolina at South Carolina earlier this year, but they also lost at home to South Carolina. Um, I'm confused as to why this South Carolina team is um, this much of an underdog. Seems like a lot of points. Because when you look at South Carolina's last seven games, they've, they're 3-4. and four. When you look at Ole Miss's last seven games, 
They're one in six. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did. Both these teams have beaten Georgia in their last matchup. I mean, Ole Miss eight games ago went on the road, beat Georgia. But I just I know Ole Miss is a more consistent and more you can rely on them more often. But I just think once you get in a tournament setting and you've got a South Carolina team um, that all of a sudden is playing for something, I think you might get a highly motivated group. Well, talking about Ole Miss, we have brought this conversation up a couple of times, but reports are starting to come out that Chris Beard is the focus of Ole Miss to be their next head basketball coach. And if you follow the game of college basketball, if you follow the storylines around this, we do not have to tell you how big of a hire that would be for Ole Miss. Chris Beard at Texas has a top five program of college basketball before he got fired when a lot of allegations came against him. Those have all since been uh, denied and have been proven false. And well, I think I think the the charges were were dropped. Right, exactly. And so now he is looking for another job, and he is a great basketball coach, and he would He's be a top ten coach in the country. Yeah, he'd be a huge hire for Ole Miss over in Oxford. So yeah, maybe that is a distraction. Maybe that's a motivator tonight for Ole Miss against South Carolina. But in the first game of the first round, I have Ole Miss taking down South Carolina. You have South Carolina taking down Ole Miss. We move to the next game, number 14 LSU, number 11 Georgia, a game that could literally go either way if you look at how LSU finished this season. Do they want to end this thing strong? It's been a really bad season for them. They're the worst team in the SEC. Do they want to finish this thing strong, or do they kind of clock in and clock out? How does Georgia end the year as well? I've got the Bulldogs just because I think they've got a little bit more talent than LSU. They have the better coach than LSU. I'm going to take Georgia in this game, but I think it'll be close. These are two teams trending in a awful direction I guess when you look at LSU you can almost spin it into well they've won one of their last four considering they lost 13 in a row before that win um they're capable of giving Georgia a game they absolutely are especially down low with KJ Williams I believe in these Georgia guards though Uh, I know Georgia's another like both these teams are wildly uh inconsistent We've seen them get the doors blown off them by teams. We've seen them compete with some some higher-level teams. Um, and I'm just going to go with the overall talent of Georgia. Uh, I think Georgia is right now projected, according to Kim Palm, to win this game by one. Um, so Betting lines have LSU a three-point favorite. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to take Georgia in this yeah, game. Yeah, I got Georgia. I have Georgia I also, straight up. I also look at the way that this bracket potentially sets up. And I think that this could be a year where you could see a, a the 08 Georgia kind of run. Because look at who's waiting in the wings here for, for these two teams, especially a Georgia team that, I that again, I believe in those guards. A Vanderbilt team without Liam Robbins, their best player. A Kentucky team that has... Kaysen Wallace, Severe Wheeler, and C.J. Frederick all battling injuries. Uh, last check I, I had, they were not practicing, and Cal said they had to practice before they could play. Um, so they don't know if they're going to have them when, when Kentucky plays on Friday. So potentially, 
If you win this game, you could have back-to-back shorthanded teams. Yeah, it's definitely Maybe a factor. If I was going to pick a year for one of these first two game teams, one of these first four teams to make it to the semifinals, I kind of would do it this year based on that LSU-Georgia game. I like all your reasonings. I just don't think these teams are that good. I don't think they're I mean, that good either. But we've also seen in three of the four halves that Georgia has played Kentucky, they've been the better team on the court. Which is extremely fair. Yeah, and, absolutely. But, and then Vanderbilt, I know Vanderbilt has rallied to win two games without Liam Robbins. I just don't think that's sustainable when he means as much to that program as he does. Very fair point. You've got Georgia tonight. Yes, I, I do, do too. I have Georgia tonight as well. We move on to the quarterfinals, which will be uh, tomorrow, which is where you will have four games play. You'll also see Auburn play tomorrow as well. We'll start. We'll just start at the top and work our way down. Number nine, Mississippi State. Number eight, Florida. And again, we're picking the games in the SEC tournament. If you have some picks and predictions or some upset picks, we'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Mississippi State and Florida winner moves on to play Alabama on Friday. Who do you have? I've got State in that game. Uh, Florida without Castleton. I don't think they're going to hold up against Tolu Smith. I think it lends to Mississippi State kind of controlling the game um, and comfortably winning. They're a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they cover that. I just think that they're a better team than Florida is. Yeah, and Florida without Castleton, I think that's that's going to be the storyline. That is the the big news coming into this thing. I think Mississippi State is better athletically. I think even with Colin Castleton, I think Mississippi State would still have a really good chance to win this game. I like the Bulldogs. I think they'll win. I think they'll cover three, three and a half, whatever it is, easily. So if they're a three and a half point favorite... How many points is Colin Calston worth on a spread to you? Three? Three to five. Yeah, three okay. to five is what I would say. It, on a spread, I think, yeah, sure. I think you could say three to five points for Castleton on a spread is absolutely favorable. Um, but I have Mississippi State winning in that first game. This is where it starts to get a little interesting. We'll pick this one and then get to our final break. Number five, Tennessee. They await the winner of the game we just talked about a few minutes ago, Ole Miss and South Carolina. I've got Ole Miss. You have South Carolina. Does Tennessee win regardless of the opponent? I think Tennessee plays a lot closer game against a South Carolina team. If a South Carolina team is there, then we would expect. But I think they edge out South Carolina in that one. I just think Tennessee... Their defense, I mean, look, their defense is really, really good, folks. I mean, it's a, it's one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in college basketball. I think, I, I, I'll i say this, if it's Ole Miss, because of Tennessee's defense, I think Tennessee's defense has a greater chance of uh, putting the clamps on Ole Miss than it does South Carolina, because I think you do have some explosive difference makers on that South Carolina team that might be able to still find a way to get theirs. Yeah. I think in, in an Ole Miss-Tennessee matchup, Tennessee will win that game more often than if it's South Carolina. This game, no matter if it's Ole Miss or South Carolina, it's not going to be pretty because both of those teams struggle to score the basketball anyway. And Tennessee, like we've talked about all year long, they want to play in the 60s. They'll play you in the 50s. They'll play you in the 40s if they have to. And 
Ole Miss and South Carolina are teams that cannot do that. Their defenses are not great. Tennessee is going to get some points. Not that they score a lot, but I just think Tennessee is going to be too good. Very, very physical. Neither one of these teams, Ole Miss or South Carolina, can hang with the physicality of Tennessee, who's borderline a football team playing out there. Um, Tennessee is going to win. Doesn't matter who they play. I think they're going to play Ole Miss. You have them playing South Carolina but I think they're going to win no matter what, and they'll move on to play Missouri in the um, in the next round of the SEC tournament. We'll get to our final break here at the end of the hour. We'll come back, start talking a little bit about the other games going on in the SEC tournament tomorrow, and then as we bleed into hour number two, we'll get through the rest of the SEC tournament. Again, we'd love to hear from you, your predictions, thoughts about the SEC tournament, which gets going today in Nashville. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. On the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up our number one as we continue talking the SEC tournament, which begins in Nashville tonight with Ole Miss and South Carolina and then LSU and Georgia and we had gotten into the games tomorrow Uh, we both have Mississippi State defeating Florida we both also have Tennessee defeating either Ole Miss or South Carolina we'll wait on the Auburn Arkansas game until hour number two we'll get into that and all of the other games but how about Vanderbilt awaiting the winner of Georgia and LSU same question here and I think it's probably going to be a different answer does Vanderbilt win regardless of the opponent, Georgia or LSU? No, I think in this matchup, especially, uh, I see Georgia beating LSU and then beating um, Vanderbilt. Wow. I really do. Wow. I, I, I think that those guards are going to be enough when it becomes time to uh, in tournament play. We, we know postseason basketball guard play becomes that much more important. Well, between... Terry Roberts and um, between Terry Roberts and Cario Okendo, I think you're going to get them both out there, and I think they're both going to play very well in this tournament. Wow, interesting. So you have Georgia making it all the way to Friday. That is to the quarters. That would be that would be impressive by this Georgia team, who, like you mentioned earlier, they are trending in the absolute wrong direction. I mean, they are they are limping across the finish line right now into Nashville. And if they are able to beat LSU tonight, which again, LSU is a three-point favorite. I don't fully understand that, but they are a favorite in this game. You have Georgia taking down Vanderbilt. I just can't get myself to do that because of what Vanderbilt has done down the stretch. I know they're without Liam Robbins. I get that. This dude is good for 15 points a game. He's good for seven or eight rebounds a game as well. He is a really, really good player. He's their best player when he's on the floor. But you got to give credit to Vanderbilt. They've gotten it done without him in the last three games because he got hurt in that Florida game and they finished it out. They won 88 to 72. They went on the road and beat Kentucky in Rupp 68 66, and they finished the year with a win over Mississippi State 77 to 72. Those last two wins are wins against NCAA tournament teams. And I think that carries a lot of weight. 
I think that carries momentum, and I think Vanderbilt will get it done against Georgia, and the winner of this game moves on to play Kentucky. And given what Vanderbilt has has been doing and given what Kentucky is, that could be a very interesting conversation about Vanderbilt and Kentucky. But Vanderbilt better play well. They better shoot well because... No, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Even if they make a run, the only way they'd get there is by winning the SEC tournament. But I like this Vanderbilt team. I really, really do. I like them. I like the way they're playing. I think they're a gritty team. They're a team that literally has nothing to lose at this point and everything to gain. I think they're going to play really, really well, especially with not having to play tonight. They play their first game tomorrow. I like Vanderbilt against Georgia, and we'll get into what they could do later on. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I think that there is – I think you might see multiple teams um, run through some – those first rounds that they play in that we all know that, that they're going to play in. I think that you might see some teams that maybe you don't think win the following rounds, and I've um, got some ideas for that as yeah. we move forward with this tournament yeah. just because I think that it sets up for some – kind of weird games I don't some weird matchups some teams that may not be playing their best ball or maybe banged up it's I think it's going to be a really fun SEC tournament and then the final game of tomorrow Auburn and Arkansas don't have a ton of time here we're about to get kicked out of here with the music to get to the top of the hour break but just initial thoughts as we sort of tease this going into hour number two I think both of these teams are going to be problems in March uh, for whatever reason, Arkansas has not fully gelled since bringing Nick Smith back. It's been pretty inconsistent. Their best is really good. Um, I really like the way Auburn is playing right now. I like the way that they're shooting the basketball. I mean, they're, they've been the best three-point shooting team since that road game at Tennessee. I think they get it done. I think they go on to play Texas A&M on Friday. We'll talk about that and all of the other games in the SEC tournament coming up in hour number two. But, hey, I've got two tickets. Auburn baseball versus Southeastern Louisiana for Friday night. Give us a call. First one to call in, you get them. 334-321-1390. Auburn baseball tickets for this weekend on Friday night. Give us a call. ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goetz and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn up like a sports leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well as we get into our number two. How about Georgia Tech in the ACC tournament just taking a one-point lead over Pitt? On an and one 
with the assist by Javon Franklin, who is taking over. The he is game. balling out, Former Javon Auburn Franklin. Tiger, yes, Javon Franklin has seventeen points, ten rebounds, and four assists now. Balling out right now in the ACC tournament, and it is uh, it is going on all day long as the college basketball uh, tournament week is in full swing right now as you've got teams who have uh, punched their tickets to the NCAA tournament other teams who have a chance to do so tonight and the major conference tournaments getting underway a little bit yesterday and really getting going today and uh, and hopefully you're able to sit and watch some of these because they are a lot of fun and we've been talking about it all show long and we will continue to talk about college basketball as the month of March rolls on if you missed any of our number one be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. Uh, we talked about teams uh, that won their conference tournaments last night. We also began breaking down the SEC tournament, making our picks for the first couple of games. We'll run through those quickly in just a few minutes and continue to break down and make our picks for the SEC tournament. So go catch up with the podcast, ESPNAU.com. I want to I wanna bring something up that just flashed across my timeline that Uh-oh. is ridiculous when I look at it. Okay. So FanDuel just posted their Big Ten Conference Championship odds. Okay. You know that there's four teams that get a double bye, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know who one of those four teams is? Northwestern. They have the fifth best odds to win the conference. They have to win two games. They have to win two games, and they have the fifth best odds. And by a large margin, Maryland is plus, plus 850. Northwestern's plus 1,100. Is Maryland it because does of not have a double buy? Is it because of how Maryland's playing coming into the tournament? Maryland's a really good team. All the metrics love them, but that's crazy to me. <laughs> that it's yeah. That like the other double buys, the next closest double buy is plus six fifty, and Northwestern's plus eleven hundred. Wow, are you taking that? Would you take that if you were a better man? Absolutely, absolutely. If you look at the the other three double buys. Northwestern's beaten them all. Yeah. That includes Purdue, who is a top five team in college basketball. Well, I guess Northwestern would have to win. No, they would would have to win two games to win the whole thing, right? So No, they'd have to win three, right? You've got to win the quarters, semis, and the championship game. I think you're right, yes. Yes, I'm incorrect there. But But still, still, yeah, that's one game less than somebody above them in the betting odds. I mean, that's crazy that they don't get uh the they're four and oh against the other three double buys and their odds are are the fifth best by a distant margin it's got to be because of how northwestern is playing coming into the big 10 tournament because look there was a time a couple of weeks ago and i know i know terry has called in and talked about this as well how northwestern at one point they were the hottest team in college basketball and they are still a really really good team they have since cooled off a little bit, and maybe that is what's playing into their betting odds not being top four in the Big Ten as they get a double bye. But they did we'll have just to see. go on the road and get a quad one road win. Oh, I know, Rutgers. Oh, I know. I agree. I- I'm with you. I would. I would take that. Those are good odds for Northwestern. Who again? They're really athletic. They're really good guard play, and they've got some seniority on that team. Northwestern's a good team to keep your eye out on in the Big Ten tournament this week as all the big major conferences get going. Big Ten, SEC, Pac-12, Big East, ACC going on right now, and lots of basketball to be talked about, and we'd love to hear from you 
as well. 334-321-1390 as we roll on into the SEC tournament. It begins tonight in Nashville or at Bridgestone Arena, I should say. And we talked about there at the end of the first hour, starting to make our picks for the SEC tournament. We'll update you on where we stand right now. In the Ole Miss-South Carolina game, this is 13 versus 12. The first game of the tournament, Carter and I disagree. I have Ole Miss. You have South Carolina, my friend. We both have Georgia in the second game as the 11 seed, taking down 14 seeded LSU. Then you look at the second round, which will take place tomorrow, which features Auburn. We have not fully talked about this game yet, but we're going to get to it in just a few minutes. Number nine, Mississippi State. Number eight, Florida. We both have the Bulldogs taking down the Gators to move on and play Alabama in the quarterfinals. Then, number five, Tennessee awaits the winner of Ole Miss and South Carolina. We both have Tennessee taking down either one of those opponents. Maybe close, maybe not, but we both have Tennessee winning that game. Here's where it gets interesting. Number six, Vanderbilt awaits the winner of Georgia and LSU I have Vanderbilt winning this game. Not only do you have Georgia winning their first round game, you have Georgia taking down Vanderbilt in the second round game and advancing to play Kentucky in the quarterfinals. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that this Vanderbilt team, again, I come back to, I don't think it's sustainable, and I think they're going to get got by somebody in this tournament. I think that um, Georgia has the guard play has the advantage with guard play against Vanderbilt, and I think they can get it done. Wow. That's just, that would be, that's the run of an SEC tournament. If there's a team, uh, if a lower level team is to make a run, you have it being Georgia making it to the quarterfinals. But the last game of the second round, this will be tomorrow night, Auburn and Arkansas. The Razorbacks are the 10 seed. Auburn is the 7 seed. And we'll talk about this some more tomorrow as well with the game being tomorrow. But, This is a big game for both squads where, thankfully, Auburn got that win against Tennessee on Saturday, so this is not an absolute gotta-have-it game. Auburn's in the NCAA tournament, and I think that's important to remember. I think that takes a lot of pressure off of Auburn. I think that will allow them to play a little bit freer against Arkansas. But Arkansas, in the same time, they're trying to find themselves, and they're in the NCAA tournament, too, but they have a little bit more to play for, I think. And I this could be a really, really interesting game. Yep. The betting line is out on this, surprisingly. Auburn is a one-point favorite. That is really interesting. I didn't think the betting line would be out already. I So I knew that it'd be out because I stumbled across the, the line for the Florida-Mississippi State game. Mm-hmm. And I figured if that one was out, the Auburn line would be out Fair. as well. State favored by um, three. But holy cow... I've got. Um, You're surprised that Auburn's a favorite. I am because the the metrics would tell you um, Arkansas is going to win this game because of where they are in the net rankings, because of where they are in Kim Palm. I I think if you look at it, it has a 72-71 victory for Arkansas according to Kim Palm right now in this matchup. I think Auburn's playing better ball going into it, and I feel better about Auburn in that setting. Um, I think if you take both teams away from their home venues, um, 
and it's not a road game for Auburn because we know Auburn struggles with that. Mm-hmm. Bruce is something like seven and three, I think, in uh, Bridgestone Arena in SEC tournaments. I want to say, I want to say that might be true. And if that's the case, you gotta feel pretty good, don't you? I think so. And look, I'm not surprised that Auburn's a favorite. Um, I didn't think it, if they were going to be a favorite, I knew it wouldn't be by much. And being a one-point favorite, it's just about as close as you could cut it to being a uh, pick on this. And Auburn's favored by one against Arkansas tomorrow. The winner of this game will move on and play the second-seeded Texas A&M Aggies. Look, you know me. I go off the eye test. And given what these two teams have done, Auburn is playing better basketball given what I have seen so far. And this is a game that Auburn should win. I think Auburn could carry their momentum into this game given how they played against Alabama in a game that they should have won after they rebounded from the loss at Kentucky, then how they rebounded from that game against Alabama on Mm -hmm. Saturday against Tennessee, getting the nine-point win at home to close out the regular season, give Bruce Pearl some extra extra juice on Tennessee because it's always nice to beat Tennessee if you're Bruce Pearl. You have momentum coming into the SEC tournament where you remember this time last year, Auburn was coming into this thing, and we were – Auburn was limping – into the SEC tournament last year and then they got bounced early and it's like well try to rebound and recover they did for one game in the NCAA tournament and then got bounced again by Miami so you're in a better spot coming into the SEC tournament this year than you were last year yeah Auburn had lost uh, a game on the road at Florida uh, a game on the road at Tennessee last year and struggled with Mississippi State Uh, had to go on had to win overtime by 13 points to win that game, and then kind of struggled a little bit with the bad South Carolina team coming into the SEC tournament. Uh, But you had that double bye. You thought you were sitting there fine, and then A&M took it to you. Um, And maybe that was surprising because you saw Auburn dominate A&M the first time around. I feel a lot different in this matchup this time. I think Auburn's got a path to administer some some payback on A&M for the last calendar year where A&M beat you in the SEC tournament, ruined your SEC tournament where you were the one seed. They beat you twice in the regular season. I think Auburn can get this win against Arkansas and then potentially do the same thing to A&M that A&M did to Auburn last year. So you like Auburn tomorrow against Arkansas? Absolutely. I think I think Auburn gets it done. I think Auburn's playing better. I'm a little surprised the line is in Auburn's favor, but maybe that's just Vegas being like, well, we know Auburn's playing its best ball right now, and we know that – Arkansas is, I mean, it's kind of a mixed bag for Arkansas. You're going to get some games where they look awesome. You're going to get some games where they really don't. Yeah, and I think it comes down to can Auburn starters do what they've done in the past couple of games and give you a lot of scoring and production? I think that's what it comes down to. We'll break this game down more a little bit later and tomorrow as well. But to move forward with our SEC tournament picks, I have Auburn winning as well. I do. I have Auburn beating Arkansas tomorrow night. Uh, that game's 6 o'clock on the SEC Network. I have Auburn moving on to play Texas A&M. And this brings us to the quarterfinals, my friend. Starting out on Friday, four of these teams have the double bye. This will be their first game of the tournament in Nashville, playing teams that have played 
at least one, possibly two, because in your situation, you have Georgia making it. And before we get to the games themselves, it brings up the question, do teams that play their first game in the quarterfinals have the advantage or the disadvantage over a team that's already played a game or two in, an, in a conference tournament like this? All right, so I'll, I'll say this. I think it depends on the way you've been playing coming in. Like, Texas A&M has been playing really good ball down the stretch. They just got a huge win against Alabama. Um, they, what, finished conference play 15-3. and three. Uh, They've won eight of their last nine coming into this tournament. I'd feel pretty good if I were Texas A&M. Alabama, kind of like Auburn, was not playing its best ball at the end of the year. I know that they were... They have won four of the last five. But you both of your SEC losses came in the last six games. You have not looked good in your last four. I think the extra time may actually not be that great. I think it would do you more good to play a lesser team out the gate, figure some stuff out, see if you can get back on track uh, before you play a game like this. And that's why I think... This Mississippi State team is an extremely dangerous matchup. We saw what they did the one time that they played them in Coleman. Well, let's see it on a neutral neutral court. I think Alabama probably is good enough to still squeak out a win. But I don't think it's going to be a game that inspires a bunch of confidence in this Alabama team. I think it depends on th- this matchup in particular. I think it depends on how Mississippi State plays against Florida. If they go in there, because they're favored by three, and I think they cover, if Mississippi State goes in and dominates Florida like I think they can, I think they could give Alabama a really, really, really good game. But if it's a close game, they got to play 40 full minutes, possibly in overtime against Florida, if Mississippi State lets them hang around, I think you could see Alabama come out, play well, shoot the ball well, and put it on Mississippi State. But to answer my own question that I posed to you, and we'd love to hear from our listeners as well, 334-321-1390, looking at teams that do get that double bye when they're playing teams that have already played a game or two in a conference tournament, who truly has the advantage and who's at the disadvantage? I'm with you, Carter. I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on how the teams are playing coming into the tournament. Alabama, you bring them up. They are not playing. They're probably playing their worst basketball of the season coming into this SEC tournament, like Auburn was last year, who got bounced early in Nashville. Do I think that happens to Alabama? No, but I do think it benefits Mississippi State playing a game to get ready for Alabama, and you just don't know what this team's going to look like. They've had a week to sit on all of the Brandon Miller stuff without playing basketball. They've had a week to sit on them not playing well, a loss at the end of the season. I think all of that plays into this, and I think Mississippi State has the advantage on that front over Alabama. But you look at a team like Texas A&M, you can make the argument on that as well because of how well they were playing to end the season with a win over Alabama. Now they have to sit on that for a week, and then they got to try and pick it back up and pick that momentum up and take it into Nashville. I think that could hurt Texas A&M, too. See, I, I choose to view it as, like, if you're playing good ball coming in, you yes, you sit on it for a week, but you're feeling confident. Like, you feel good about the way that you're playing. Yes, you could come out rusty, I guess, which we've seen in the past, 
But if you're a team like Alabama and you're not playing well going into it, then that's a week that you're sitting there thinking about, well, dang, like what's wrong with us? Like why yeah. why aren't we that team that we've been? And and I do wonder if that messes with a young uh, team that I don't think is very mature like this Alabama team is. And I think that you will, if it's going to affect a team in a negative way, you're going to see it take place with that Alabama team. And you're going to see it in the month of March. Now, I, I do think when you look at some of these other teams, Missouri's almost an exception because if you look at who they played going into conference play or going into the conference tournament they played like a so joke, bad joke of a schedule in their last three games i think they played georgia lsu and ole miss so three of the bottom four teams in the league to <laughs> three finish, of the worst four teams to finish conference oh, play that's so bad um, so i mean they haven't really played a tough game um by the time that they get rolling it'll be three weeks since their last difficult matchup i wonder how that affects them yeah um Kentucky, a team dealing with injuries, they need to soak up every single minute away from the court as possible and try to get healthy. Absolutely. It, it, it almost, the break, the bit long gap in between playing affects each of these teams differently. In Isn't mind. that interesting? And I think that's, I think those are all storylines coming into this SEC tournament. It begins tonight in Nashville. We'll make some more picks when we come back talking about the quarterfinals. We both have Alabama beat Mississippi State, correct? Yes, but I think it's very close. Interesting. I think they edge it out barely at the end. Like I said, I think it depends on how Mississippi State plays against Florida. If they if they if they can get a double digit win against Florida and not have to compete for forty minutes, I think they'll run with Alabama. But if they have to play forty minutes against Florida, I think Alabama will roll. So we'll see how it goes. That game will be tomorrow, Mississippi State, Florida. We both have Alabama winning against Mississippi State. We'll make the rest of our picks when we come back. If you have picks for the SEC tournament, we'd love to hear from you. Any upset picks, who you think is gonna win it all, give us a call. 334-321-1390. We'll make some more picks. When we come back, you are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Back inside the studio at ESPN 1067, Auburn up like a sports leader as we continue making our picks for the SEC basketball tournament that gets going underway tonight in Nashville, starting to get into the interesting matchups and where we could start seeing some upsets. Carter, you've already picked a couple of upsets as you have Georgia making it all the way to Friday to take on Kentucky. We just talked about Alabama We both have them beating Mississippi State on Friday. Then we get into Tennessee and Missouri. We both have Tennessee winning their first game against either Ole Miss or South Carolina, taking on Missouri on Friday. And we just had the conversation about teams that are sitting and waiting until Friday with that double bye. Does it benefit them? Does it hurt them? We really figured out that it just depends on the team. And this Missouri team hasn't been tested down the stretch the last couple of weeks. I just don't like this matchup with them against Tennessee. I think the Vols roll. Yeah, I think Tennessee... um, Even without Sakai Ziegler. Payback on their minds. We know how little Missouri is as a team. And um, this Tennessee team, when I look at them, we know they're bigger. 
without Zakai Ziegler. We know that they're a good offensive rebounding team. They they uh, their offensive rebounding rate is thirty seven point one percent. Well, Missouri is three hundred sixty second in the country at allowing offensive rebounding at wow. 37.8%. So they are second to last in the country going against the number five offensive rebounding team. I think the size and physicality, frankly, I don't know how Tennessee didn't take advantage of that the first time, especially when we saw Missouri come to Neville Arena and Auburn, who is not as big as big and physical as Tennessee is, just physically dominate. And it was just kind of shock and awe for that Missouri team where they just got stunned and it was like, well, we we can't compete with this size and physicality. I think Missouri roll or Missouri gets rolled by Tennessee in that one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And look, this Missouri team, they're hot coming into the tournament. They're four and zero in their last four games, but only one of those teams has a winning record. Only one of those teams is an NCAA tournament team, and that was Mississippi State. And that game was played weeks ago it was an overtime win against Mississippi State and so I just don't have the confidence in Missouri I really really don't because sure they've got some good players but Kobe Brown is not good enough to win this game on his own against Tennessee and then they beat Georgia LSU and Ole Miss and the only win that was impressive on the scoreboard was Georgia The LSU game, they won by five. It was on the road, but it's, again, a a 50% LSU's crowd because they're the worst team in the league. And then Ole Miss, to finish the season, you beat them by five. And so Missouri, sure, they're on a winning streak, but I just don't think they're playing all that well. I don't think they're a great team. Tennessee is much more physical than them. They're a great defensive team. We saw what happened in Neville Arena when Missouri went up against a good defensive team. They folded. They absolutely folded. Mm -hmm. And I just think Tennessee will have their way with Missouri on Friday, that game 2 o'clock on ESPN after the Alabama game. I think Tennessee wins their first round game or their first game in the second round, and I think they take Missouri down easily, and Missouri's going to be watching the SEC tournament from home. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there. I just I think they kind of backed in favorable schedule and everything, but they kind of backed into the double bye. I don't think they're a top-four team in this league. I think Tennessee's better. I think uh, Auburn's better. I think Arkansas is better. And, and State. I think they're honestly the seventh-best team in this league. Interesting. And I think that they've been lucky with the schedule and how they've they've caught some guys, they've upset some guys. That's how this season's gone for them. How teams are playing if Liam Robbins is with Vanderbilt. Are they a better team than Missouri? I think that in that match, they're not a good matchup. They don't match up well with Vanderbilt because Liam Robbins with his size, they don't have anybody who could remotely play with him yeah. down low. Yeah, I'm with you. Look. Missouri is good. They're not great. I think they lose in that game against Tennessee, and the Vols will move on. I know we've got about a minute or so before uh, we get to our bottom of the hour break. Auburn, Texas A&M. Here are the matchups remaining that we're going to pick. Auburn, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. These are the games on Friday. Now we're starting to get into games where these are they're technically hypotheticals because anybody could win, anybody could lose, but we're picking these based off of who we think is going to win all of these games, Auburn, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and then the semifinal and championship matchups, it could be really, really, really interesting. This is where we're going to be making predictions at this point and picking our own predictions, and we very well could be wrong, but 
this could go a lot of ways. And that's what's so exciting about the SEC this year. That's what's exciting about college basketball. You think it's difficult to pick who the SEC champion's going to be and who's going to win each game in this? Wait until we get a 68-team bracket on Sunday. It's going to be impossible. It's going to be impossible to pick any winner. It's wide open this year in college basketball, so I feel like it's been in a long time. I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited. I love March. I love college basketball. We're going to continue to talk about it. When we come back, we'll pick Auburn and Texas A&M. Vanderbilt, Kentucky make our final predictions and picks for the SEC tournament. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 more minutes here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you on ESPN 106.7. You know how I made a big deal about the Big Ten uh, odds? Did you find something even worse? The SEC odds are even more hilarious. Tennessee has the second best odds at plus 380 to win the SEC tournament. And they don't have a double bye, so they're playing on Thursday. Missouri, do you know where they're, what best odds they have? So, like second, third, fourth? I mean, fifth? Seventh best odds. Okay. As a double bye team, they have to win three games. Other teams have to win four or five. Because nobody has confidence in them because it's Missouri. They're plus 3,000. To win this conference. And don't waste your money on it, folks. I agree, but I just think that's (laughs) fascinating that they have to play the fewest amount of games possible to win the SEC tournament, and they have by far the worst odds of the four double buys. The the other ones are Alabama at plus 155, um, Kentucky at plus 400, and A&M at plus 500. Again, they're at plus 3,000. And they start at the same place as those teams. That's really bad. And that shows what their last few games helped them do to get into the top four of the SEC. They also had some help around them as well to get as a top four team in the SEC. But don't sprinkle any money on Missouri. They're not going to win the SEC tournament. They're not even going to make it to Sunday. They're not even going to make it to Saturday. They're going to lose their first game against Tennessee I'm very, very confident in that. And so as we roll on, continuing to make our picks and predictions for the SEC tournament, again, phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you and your picks and predictions, 334-321-1390. We're into the games where we're not only we're having to predict what the matchups are going to be and then pick the winner of those matchups. So it's a little fun. It's interesting. If you want to fill out your bracket with us, you can. We're having a good time. Auburn and Texas A&M. We both have Auburn beating Arkansas tomorrow. Moving on to take on number two seeded Texas A&M. We'll preview all of these games as the days go on. But if Auburn beats Arkansas, they would play the two seed Texas A&M on Friday afternoon. How do you feel about a matchup again, Auburn versus Texas A&M? So I went back and I looked at it. We we know how things went in Neville Arena. We know um, Auburn did not show up and play well in that game. They jumped out to a, what, 10-2 lead, and the place was rocking. And then they go cold, and you saw Tyrese Radford go nuts. He dropped 30 on Auburn. Uh, A&M shot crazy well from the first in the first half. Now, when I look at the game in College Station, 
Auburn showed up motivated. Auburn played really hard. Yes. Auburn came up five points short. But you want to know why they they lost that game by five points? Do you know what the free throw disparity was in that game? It was horrible. Horrible. It was terrible. A&M shot 39 free throws to Auburn's 14. So bad. That's that's one of the worst I've ever seen. A&M hit 31 free throws. They hit... 17 more free throws than Auburn attempted. 17 more. And then Bridgestone Arena in a neutral site game, I expect that to be a lot more even. I think Auburn gets it done. Really? You have Auburn Auburn beating Arkansas and then moving to beat Texas A&M to move on to the semis. I think this Auburn team has a big old chip on its shoulder, especially when it comes to A&M, because there was some disrespectful social media post by the AM team in Neville Arena after beating Auburn, and I don't think Auburn has forgotten about that. Texas A&M has three losses in SEC play, on the road at Kentucky, on the road at Arkansas, and on the road at Mississippi State. They come into Nashville with back-to-back wins against Ole Miss and Alabama at home to finish the regular season. And there's your dagger three by Pitt to go up Man. eight. Georgia Tech tried. They they tried. Javon Franklin had an unbelievable game. 19 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists, and 6 steals. And got a block there at the very end as well. What a guy. What a performance. Good for him. Good for him. Just turning into a legitimate high-level, high-major player after really not finding a role at Auburn. Yeah, well... Good for him. Javon Franklin and Georgia Tech going to fall to pit in the ACC tournament. We've got it on here in the studio. But Texas A&M, again, three losses in conference play. They're coming into this thing with two wins back-to-back. And they're also um, they're also coming off of a huge win over Alabama. And if Auburn beats Arkansas, they would go and play Texas A&M. Look, there's no doubt that Texas A&M is one of the hottest teams in college basketball right now they are they're playing that way they feel that way buzz williams is your co-sec coach of the year should have just been your outright coach of the year it's going to be tough for auburn to beat texas a&m if they play if auburn plays the way they've been playing and they get the production from their starters and the guards play effective basketball not shooting it a lot not turning it over a lot, assisting on plays. If you can get some productive bench points Mm -hmm. from KD Johnson, even Lior Berman, don't know what the status of Dylan Cardwell is going to be. I know he's practicing. I know he's practicing. I think that would lend itself to believe that he's going to be back on the court. I would, yeah, I would hope so. And if all of those things fall into place, Auburn can beat Texas A&M. I want to pull the trigger so bad. I do. I want to do it. I want to say that Auburn can beat Texas A&M. Well, they can. They absolutely can. I just don't think they get it done. I, I'm I'm going to pick Texas A&M in the hypothetical matchup on Friday or on Saturday. No, Friday. On Friday, I think Texas A&M will beat Auburn in that game. But Auburn's going to be okay. They're going. It's going to be a good game. I just think A&M wins it down the stretch in that game, and they move on to the semifinals. Another game, it's a hypothetical matchup, but you get into these Friday games. We, well, I have Vanderbilt playing Kentucky. You have Georgia playing Kentucky on that final game on Friday in the quarterfinals. 
Does Georgia continue their magical run in your bracket and defeat Kentucky on Friday? I think it's really, really close because we know how banged up Kentucky is, and I, I think they're going to be without three significant rotation pieces, including Case and Wallace. And when I look at that, I think it's a really close game, but I think Kentucky gets it done in the end. Kentucky advances to the semifinals. I think uh, Shibwe has a big game. Toppin has a big game. And Georgia can hang for a little while, but I think late – uh, you're going to see Kentucky separate, and Georgia's going to be tired at some point. You've got a lot riding on the Georgia Bulldogs. I respect it. I respect I, it. I, again, if if Kentucky's without C.J. Frederick, if they're without Severe Wheeler, if they're without um, Case and Wallace, Georgia probably has an advantage at guard. Again, Terry Roberts and Cario Kendo, I think that outweighs the remainder of that uh, Kentucky guard situation, and I do think that they can score some points. In my matchup, I have Vanderbilt beating Georgia tomorrow. After Georgia wins tonight, I think they'll beat LSU. I think Vanderbilt then beats Georgia tomorrow. Then I have Vanderbilt playing Kentucky on Friday. I think Vanderbilt wins. I think Vanderbilt <laughs> upsets Kentucky. Neither one of us like the Cats, apparently. I've got Vanderbilt winning. I've got Kentucky winning, though. I just think they're banged up. Yeah, but I think they're going to lose. I think, I think Kentucky's a team that I don't want to mess with in March Madness once the no, tournament starts. No, 100%. I do not want to mess with them, especially if they, are, if they if, get healthy. Exactly. If they get healthy before next week, then yes. We're Absolutely. talking about a team that I think is very capable of making the Sweet 16 and maybe an Elite 8 run. Which the conversation, a little note that we had yesterday, does Cal take that into consideration? If Does he rush these players back health-wise to try and make a run in Nashville to try to win an SEC tournament after they've won a million of them? Or do they say, you know what? If we're healthy and we're playing our best basketball, we truly believe we can make a true run in the NCAA tournament. Maybe we'll hold these guys back. We'll make sure they're fully healthy, ready to go for next week. And we'll just see what happens in Nashville. Do you think Cal has that thought? I think think there if there's a school that could have that thought it's the school that has won 24 more sec tournament championships than the next team they have 31 of these does a 30 really matter i mean alabama's second with seven of them did you know there's a team that's no longer in the sec that has more sec tournament wins than five other teams that are currently in the conference uh no, because the list I have in front of me is only current m- members of the league. It's the team we just watched lose. It's Georgia Tech. They have a tournament win. They have an SEC tournament championship. Did you know uh, that? I do see that now. Yes, yeah. they have more than Missouri, South Carolina, and Anit, which, to be fair, yes. those are late, <laughs> late additions <laughs> yes. to this conference. But I think it's an interesting fact. But I'm I, a little shocked Arkansas only has one. Yeah, me too, actually, to be honest with you. I am, I am shocked about that. But I think that's an interesting conversation that Cal needs to have with his coaching staff and a real consideration he should take in because how much does the SEC tournament championship matter? It matters a lot to Kentucky and Kentucky fans. That's why they've won it so many times. But if it means if not making it as far in the SEC tournament means making it farther in the NCAA tournament and you hold some of these guys back, let them get healthy to play for next week, I think Kentucky should do it. Don't know what their status is going to be. Either way, I have Vanderbilt taking down the Cats and moving on to the semifinals. Fair enough. There you go. I mean, I, I 
this will be really interesting because for some reason we both I got a lot of trash from you for for believing in Georgia the way that I did. And you're, you <laughs> I would a call Liam, it trash. Liam Robbins, um, a Liam Robbins list Vanderbilt team. You have them going to the semifinals of the. At S- least the S- doors S- are are playing better. At least they're proving themselves without Liam Robbins. Georgia's one and four in their last five games. Fair. I just think that that Georgia has shown themselves to be. I mean, I think Georgia with at full strength is a more talented team than Vanderbilt without Liam Robbins. More hmm. talent. I'm not saying they're yeah. better coach or I mean it's year one. There's an argument. Know. There's an argument. Look, it's a stretch, but I'm running with it. I think Vanderbilt beats Kentucky on Friday. We get to the hypothetical semifinals for the SEC tournament, filling out our brackets here as we move along. Number one, Alabama. Number five, Tennessee. We both have that matchup on one side of it in the SEC semifinals. Can Tennessee hold Alabama to 70 or less? I think that's what you have to do to beat Alabama. If you can hold them under seven, well, I'll say 75. I think 75 is a good target number to keep Alabama under. Can Tennessee hold Alabama under a certain number and keep the shooters down and keep the athletes down to take down the Crimson Tide in a hypothetical SEC semifinal? I think that that's a great number. I think 70. You can take it a step further and say hold them below 70 because in Alabama's losses, in four of the five, they have been held to 67, 69, 59, and 61. Besides the Gonzaga game where they scored yes. 90? <laughs> yes, which, which they just didn't play defense in that game either. Granted, they were playing the best offense in the country – um, Stop. According to Kim Pom. But, yes, Tennessee gets it done because Whoa! I think the Scobie has a big game. I think they're big. They're physical. They can throw enough at Brandon Miller to make him uncomfortable because when teams have gotten really physical with Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller's not been as efficient of a player uh, down the stretch. We've seen this Alabama team. It's I think there's some cracks in the foundation as we have come down the stretch. I think Tennessee – will be playing on Sunday for an SEC wow. tournament championship. Wow. That's a big pick right there. You've got some upsets in your SEC tournament bracket coming up this week. Look, I think it is a fantastic matchup, Alabama-Tennessee. You've got a really good offense in Alabama, a really good defense in Tennessee. Alabama has a really good defense, too. And if they play that way, they're one of the best teams, if not the best team, in college basketball. And... I think Zakai Ziegler not being in for Tennessee is a big factor this week. He's a really good, experienced guard. That's what's going to hold them back in this tournament. That's what's going to hold them back in the NCAA tournament as well. I have Alabama just being too good offensively on neutral site. I've got the Crimson Tide playing on Sunday for the championship. I will say another point that I want to make about this game is I think Tennessee is more comfortable living in the mud of a just muck it up game oh no doubt because that's how they've played all year long that's how they want to play Alabama has a great defense yes but Alabama's also had a really good offense and has really run some schools out of the building if Alabama all of a sudden is not making shots does this young team get tight because could be another fair point when you look at this Alabama team when things aren't going well who do they turn to? Because it's not the seniors. 
they turn to the true freshman. They they turn to Brandon Miller. Well, you've seen Javon Quinterly come in and and win some ball games off the bench. I think that that was specifically the Auburn game is is what we all think of for that one. I think that's once uh, they had a speed advantage at guard and the the bigs for Auburn were fouled out or injured. I think that made a big difference. But when they've gotten to crunch time, they go to Brandon Miller. I think if Brandon Miller's struggling and if Brandon Miller's in a at least semi-hostile environment, I don't think he has a good game against a school like Tennessee. Interesting. So you have Tennessee take in your SEC semifinal. You have Tennessee taking down Alabama and advancing to the championship game. I'm going to take Alabama. I just think their offense is too good. Tennessee just can't score. They can't keep up with Alabama, and I think that's where they will fall. We have our second potential SEC semifinal. We have a completely different looking semifinal, my friend. We'll pick that. We'll pick our SEC champion and wrap up the show when we come back. Also, I've got two more tickets for Auburn baseball on Friday against Southeastern Louisiana. First one to call. You know the drill. You get them. 334-321-1390. Two tickets, Auburn baseball on Friday night. Give us a call. 334-321-1390. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up the Wednesday edition of On the Line as we make our final picks, filling out our SEC tournament bracket. It begins tonight in Nashville. You have Ole Miss taking on South Carolina and LSU taking on Georgia. We are at our other semifinal game. I just picked Alabama to beat Tennessee. You just pe- you picked Tennessee to beat Alabama. Our other semifinal it looks completely different. I have Texas A&M playing Vanderbilt, and you have Auburn playing Kentucky. Now, mm-hmm. I would much rather see your matchup, but I'm picking A&M versus Vanderbilt. You have Auburn versus Kentucky. This is where my Cinderella Vanderbilt story comes to an end. I will pick Texas <laughs> A&M. If you have them beating A&M. No, right? I don't. I have a, I have Texas A&M moving on to play Alabama in the SEC championship, and I'll go ahead and just fill this thing out. I have Alabama not only winning the regular season SEC championship, I also have them backing it up, which doesn't happen a lot with the SEC tournament championship as well. I think Auburn versus Kentucky in the semifinals could be a really fun matchup, especially if Kentucky is still banged up, if they don't have, they're not at full strength, if they're down those three guys. Um, I think that evens the playing field a good bit. And I think, and this is going to be really fun, you're going to get a really motivated Auburn team that was embarrassed last time they played Kentucky. Uh, that Kentucky team did have C.J. Frederick. That Kentucky team did have Cason Wallace. I think Auburn pulls the upset oh, on snap. Kentucky in You've the You've got semifinals. Auburn going to the SEC championship game against Tennessee. Do they mm-hmm. finish it off? I think in that matchup, I think with what we saw with what we saw on Saturday, with the with Auburn's plan for Tennessee and the way that Auburn gets up for Tennessee no matter what, Sure. Wow. I'll say Auburn gets it done. I'll say Auburn wins wow. the SEC tournament. Oh, wow. Carter has Auburn making a run in Nashville. What would that do to their seeding in the NCAA tournament? They would move to a six seed, maybe. Be a pretty big jump. Yeah. Be a I big mean, jump. I mean, if you, if you made this run, if you're Auburn, that's four quad one wins in a row. That you're re- or five, if you count the... 
the Tennessee win from Saturday. You're yeah. reeling off five quad one wins going into the tournament. Do I think it's necessarily a good thing for Auburn in the tournament? No, because I think you're probably a bit tired once you start that first weekend. Yeah. Mm. So you have Auburn making a run, taking down Tennessee in the SEC championship game, taking down Kentucky in the semis, and then Tennessee in the championship game. I have Alabama taking down Texas A&M in the semi or in the championship game. I have Auburn losing on Friday to Texas A&M. I don't have Auburn making the weekend. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think they I mean, can. With, I absolutely with, with, with think the they way can. That I mean, Auburn's very capable of losing to Arkansas in this first round because that's a talented Arkansas team. Yeah, I just feel better coming off the last week about Auburn's chances of showing up and looking good and playing a consistent game for forty minutes, which is crazy to say with how inconsistent this team's been. Then this Arkansas team that has been literally as up and down as you could be over the past month yeah since getting nick smith back i mean they've lost what five i think they've lost five of their last seven coming into this mm. i don't have a lot of reason to believe that arkansas all of a sudden figured it out over the last five days i'm with you and look i i'm predicting auburn to lose on friday to texas a&m they very well could make a run and make it to saturday or sunday if they play their best basketball which they are doing coming into this tournament yeah i think i think auburn is in a good spot to make a run. And I think that, I mean, you're going to get one shot at A&M. A&M is going to be really difficult if you beat Arkansas. But I think your side of the bracket kind of sets up for you to make a run like this. Yeah. Because Kentucky's banged up. Because your Cinderella Vanderbilt team is banged up. Um, I think it's possible. I certainly think it's possible. This sets up for Auburn to potentially play Alabama in the championship game. I don't want that. I don't either. <laughs> I don't want that either. I, I don't know if Auburn Although fans want that or not. If It'd Auburn be fun. Get a win in that game and spoiled Alabama's magical. Uh, magical may be a strong word for this point. Uh, season. Yeah, and you know Alabama beat Auburn to win the SEC regular season championship. It'd be a nice little revenge tour for Auburn to beat Alabama to prevent just, them from I winning the SEC tournament I championship. I don't think Alabama gets there. I think this Alabama team is going to slip up to either Mississippi State or to Tennessee. See, I think they I think they run through this tournament, but I think they slip up in the NCAA tournament. I think they slip up in both. Mm, I don't believe in this Alabama team anymore. I don't. Man. SEC tournament begins tonight in Nashville. Come back tomorrow, 2-4. to four. We'll talk about the games tonight. We'll talk about the games live as they happen tomorrow and preview Auburn versus Arkansas. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.